Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to my live broadcast. I'm Jason DeMars, and I'm going to be speaking on the three realms of man this morning. Uh, if you're listening in live, uh, please send your greetings. I want to greet you personally. And once again, remind everyone, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know, or if you'd like any clarifications as well, um, feel free to contact me. I sure appreciate that. And so you're probably wondering, what does that mean, the three realms of man? So what we're talking about is actually uh, the body, spirit, and soul of man. So greetings, Brother Tony from Madawaska. Greetings, Sister Sarah from Edmonton. Greetings, Brother Kenny and Sister Janelle. May God bless you. All right, the three realms of man. The calling of God to walk in newness of life. All right, 1 Thessalonians 5. 23. First, let's briefly establish that there is three realms of man, spirit, soul, and body. I, I recall um, being in a philosophy class in college and the, the professor saying there's actually only two realms of man, body and spirit. And the term soul, they said, was interchangeable with spirit. So there's only two realms of man. Um, and I, rem I recall bringing a few scriptures to this professor, and he said, I have to rethink my understanding of this subject. So 1 Thessalonians 5.23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, or sanctify you completely. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 4.12, 4, for the word of God, and this was the particular scripture that the professor um, said struck him, that he had to rethink his understanding of uh, humanity. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So again, soul and spirit are distinct. They can be divided. So they're distinct. The bones and marrow, so the bones are on the outside, the marrow is on the inside. The spirit in, in the man is on the outside, the soul is on the inside. Okay. Genesis 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostril, nostrils the breath 
of life. The word breath there is the same word as spirit. And he breathed into his nostrils the spirit of life, and man became a, little, uh, a living soul. God took a little of his spirit and put it into man, and he became a living soul. So the body, we know the outward body, is made up of five senses. See, taste, feel, smell, and hear. So what about the spirit? What is the spirit? Let's look at some verses. Ephesians uh, 4.23 And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. For what man, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.11 For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the spirit of God knoweth no, no man but the spirit of God. Oh, excuse me, even, the th even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. All right. So being renewed in the spirit of your mind, your, the spirit of man knows the things of a man. So there's, there is a mental aspect to the spirit. We understand we have a brain, that's connected to our body, that's the control tower of our body, but that brain functions when there is a spirit in it. When the spirit is removed from the body, the body no longer functions. So the spirit of man is connected to the mind of man. The spirit of man is that mental faculty of man. And as such, it also has different senses. Memory, conscience, imagination, reason, and affection. Five different attributes of the mind of man. So then what is the soul of man? And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the spirit of life, and man became a living soul. The soul is the real you. It's the inside of the inside. And that soul comes as, the, as a result of the spirit being connected to a body. Okay? Now, don't get it wrong. I don't mean only a flesh body. It can also be a theophany. Well, that's confusing to many people. What, what do we mean by that? A spiritual body. There's three different bodies that man has. We have the flesh body that we're born and grow in and get older and die in. Then we have another body which we go to when we die. In, uh, I believe it's 2 Corinthians 5 verse 1. I'm just going to go ahead and pull that up. This just came to mind in the moment. For we know that if our earthly house, that's this flesh body, of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. What is he saying? He's saying that we have a body that we go to. This is for the elect. 
We have a body that we go to that is eternal in the heavens. What does that mean? It doesn't mean we're eternal beings that exist alongside of God for all eternity. It means that we have a body that's a part of the thoughts of God, part of the life of God. Um, Brother Branham calls it a theophany or also a word body, but it is the spiritual body which we go to upon death. And then we have a third body, which is that's that theophany coming in combination with our dead body resurrected. So that body then is called a glorified body. And when the spirit of man, the inside part of man, is joined together with the body of man in any of those forms, the result is a soul. And that soul is the real you. It, the Bible says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. So that soul dies because it goes and it doesn't have, its body is, becomes at some point in time permanently destroyed. All right. Acts 2.31, he seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. Matthew 10.28, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That inward part, the soul can be killed by God in hell. In other words, the person is destroyed and goes out of existence, completely out of existence. The soul of man continues living after death. It's the real you, that which constitutes who you are. The soul is also the nature of the spirit. That is, that it governs or controls how your spirit acts and behaves. You can say it's the control tower. So, let's look at that. The soul is the nature of the spirit. Now, you and I, we are who we are based upon the genetic of our physical parents. So, the life and nature of a person are based down from the origination of mankind. So whatever life was for there from the beginning, that's what it produces down the line in a multiplied format. We all come from Noah and his wife. Noah produced two godly sons and one wicked son. So we know that there's a mixed genetics in there. There's evil and good. Prior to Noah, one line traced itself back to Adam, and one line traced itself back to Cain. Cain, according to the Bible, was the son of the devil. 1 John 3, verse 12. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Cain was of the devil. 
Cain was of the wicked one. Where do we get this from? In, in the genealogies of the New Testament, in Matthew and in Luke, it all, it, you'll see there it says the son of this person, the son of Abraham, the son of Isaac, the son of Jacob. Well, if you notice in the Bible, it has in indentations the son. In other words, that's there, that's added by translator for, for a better understanding. What the original Greek says is of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. So that's why we see here, not as Cain who was of that wicked one. Adam was not the wicked one. He wasn't the son of Adam. He was son, the son of the wicked one. So in, in Genesis 6, the sons of God, the sons of Seth, and the daughters of man, the daughters of Cain, came together and pr produced hybrids. Some have a good nature, some have an evil nature. We are, in all of us, we have a good nature and an evil nature because we're all hybrids through Noah. The evil nature corrupts the whole thing. But some, by election, are born with the genetics of God, spiritual genetics of God in them. Others are not born with these spiritual genetics. So the soul controls the spirit. The spirit controls the body. All right, let's look at a few quotes. From COD, page 1114, paragraph 248, Brother Branham says, it's not this outside see, taste, feel, smell, and hear. It isn't. It's subject to death and will die. But the inside part of you, down in here, inside, that is the person that cannot die. See, and that's the person that the new life starts from, from the new birth. And it builds another person you are around that life. See? And when their eyes were opened, from Beaumont, Texas, 1964, March 12th, if you got eternal life, you always was. Anything that was eternal never did begin and cannot end. So you were only in his thinking, your name, who you are, and what you are. That's the only way you could ever have eternal life, because you always was. The Bible said that if that soul, this is from Future Home, the Bible said that that soul that won't do as he did so, he said to do, he will even destroy that soul. But you see, he can't destroy himself and remain God. So if that soul is of the world, it has to be destroyed. But if it's eternal with God, it never did begin because it's part of God. It can never be destroyed. Amen. The church ought to see that. So let's review. Our soul is tainted and corrupted by the nature that we're born with. God created us with a godly nature. And us, when I say us, I mean he created Adam and Eve with a godly nature. But through hybriding, this godly nature was corrupted by the seed of the serpent, which was Cain. So man was created to naturally worship, honor, fellowship, and glorify God. 
but through the serpent deceiving Eve and injecting his DNA into the human race, we have a fallen, wicked nature after the devil. And this is why we have the necessity of the new birth. Because of the serpent seed, all mankind is corrupted. We need to be born again after the nature of heaven to become new creations in Christ Jesus. Starting with the soul, which then transforms the spirit, which then ultimately at the end of the road we get a new body. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. The nature, now this is from souls in prison. Souls in prison now. November 10th, 1963. The nature of your soul is God if you're born again. If it's not, it's of the world. Trying to do God a service without being God's will. November 27th, 1965. Now notice in this now, David thought he had everything in order and he was inspired. See how the Holy Spirit can anoint a man? But it's got to be in the order of the anointing. The outside spirit can be anointed with the Holy Ghost and the soul as dark as pitch. The cockleburr grows in the same water that builds, puts life into the wheat, puts life into the cockleburr. But at the bottom of the cockleburr, it's a cockleburr life. It's rejoicing and blooming and got life and doing everything that the wheat does, but the soul of it is a cockleburr. See, false teachers can rise, teaching all kinds of Trinitarianism and everything else, and be anointed with the Holy Ghost and perform just as many miracles as the true gospel can. Notice, now, a woman, they want to have bobbed hair, they want to wear shorts, paint, makeup, these little bikinis and things that they wear nowadays. This is from a thinking man's filter. August 22nd, 1965. You see that anointing upon the spirit, not upon the soul? See? said, well, she wants to be a Christian and also do these things. And the pastor says, it's okay. Then if he says, it's okay, you can be a member. Your name can be on my church book here. It's okay. Then he is giving her his denominational filter to suit a worldly woman's taste. She loves the world. She likes the taste of it. So he's got a filter for her but she's a long ways from being a thinking woman. But there you are, that's where I found this text. No, she isn't a thinking woman. If she was thinking, she would know the church isn't going to judge her at the last day. The church is judging her now by her membership, her loyalty to the circles that she belongs to and the societies. They're judging her now by that, but God is going to judge her at the last day, so she isn't thinking. All right. Now, remember, the soul is the control tower and governor of the spirit. The new birth is the regeneration of the soul, whole soul. But people, secondarily, people can also be anointed with the genuine spirit of God, but yet not be born again. And that anointing with the genuine spirit of God upon the spirit can produce works and fruits of the Spirit. 
But again, the person at the bottom is not born again. Matthew 7, 21 and 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that, do, he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And I, then will I profess unto them, I will never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. They're anointed by the Spirit of God to do miracles, but they don't have the fruit of obedience in their lives. Anointed, loving to going to church, but despising the full obedience to the word. Jesus said, I never knew you because they didn't do the will of the Father. They didn't do the will of the Father. They did their own will. They followed their own purpose. All right, let's look at Romans 6, 17. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. So, obeyed. This, the word obey means to hear, to hear, and come under. So what is Paul saying? You have heard the doctrine of the Bible and come under that doctrine. So if we look closely at this word, it says you, uh, that was delivered you. Actually, the Greek shows that you were delivered to the doctrine. You, were you by God's grace and power, were delivered into the doctrine. And as such, you heard and came under that, obeyed. It means to hear and come under submission to the word. That, that is the new birth. God brings you to obedience. It's not merely hearing. It's not merely, merely hearing, hearing it and then doing what you want to but it's hearing and coming in obedience to the word. Look what you have going on in the world today. You have Christian men in this world, quote-unquote Christian men. Ravi Zacharias, brilliant mind, anointed with the Spirit of God as a speaker, and yet down at the bottom in his soul, he was a secret sinner, lusting after women, raping women. Uh, for using religion to hide his wickedness. But yet, you could listen to him in a pulpit, and he was astounding, the wisdom that he had. Um, you look at Jerry Falwell Jr., a man that was um, leading a university and preaching, doing all these things, and yet he was a hypocrite. Again, the outer realm, the spirit, anointed with the Spirit of God, but the soul is not transformed. We can go on and on and on about these people. Lack of obedience is a hearing problem, because obey means to hear and come under. Lack of obedience is a hearing problem. You're not receiving the Word into your soul. The mind is taking it, 
receiving some and resisting, resisting other, using it for its own purposes. But for the true bride, God delivers us to the doctrine. Amen. So, the new birth in the soul leads to hearing and coming under the word of God. Submiss submission to the revelation of Jesus Christ in this hour. What is the new birth? You'd say, well, Brother Branham, from Christ is the mystery of God revealed. What is the new birth? It's the revelation of Jesus Christ to you, personally to you. The new birth is Christ, is a revelation. God has revealed to you this great mystery, and that's a new birth. He's the Word. And the Word, how you know it's revealed, it lives itself and expresses itself through you and things that are to be the revelation of Jesus Christ in this hour, not what he was in another hour, what he is now. The Bible expresses it's growing in the bride to the full stature. The anointing upon the spirit that comes upon a human, the human spirit leads to signs, feelings, religion, emotion, but it lacks an obedience to the revealed word of God. The anointing that comes upon the soul of man transforms him to be a new creation in Christ Jesus and leads him to the obedience of the word and subject to every gift in the body. Amen. So the real you on the inside of you is what needs to be born again. And that is the control tower, that which then from the transformed soul, the spirit, those five senses of the spirit, the five senses of the body, learn to live in submission to God. Well, thanks everyone for listening in. Please remember to subscribe and click the little bell on YouTube to get our videos. If you're on Facebook, make sure to comment and like and share. We sure appreciate that. We also have free resources on our website. Go to jasondemars.com and you can contact me there also with any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies for me. Sure appreciate that. May the Lord richly bless you.